0: Welcome back, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Juliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Today we're going to revisit a podcast that we recommended to you some time ago by Esther Peril, and it's about how's work. And in it, she talks about the similarities between her work as a couples therapist and relationships that happen at work. And this is about relationships in terms of work, not personal relationships that happen at work. The basis of her investigation that she did is looking at the idea of a sense of identity so we get our identity either in our personal relationships but we also get an identity at work and we've talked about this previously we've talked about how often people of a certain generation identified with the job that they did and when they retired because they didn't have that identity They did a whole lot of things that they had planned for their retirement and then they stopped and then there was nothing and then depression came and frustration and anger and all sorts of other reactions because they didn't know, they had nothing to identify themselves. So they didn't have a sense of purpose and they didn't have the degree of self-worth that they might have had when they were in a role that they could identify and say, I am this. And often I would hear it expressed as, I used to be this as though they are not anything now. If I use my family examples, my dad is what he would consider a farmer these days, but he was an accountant for all of his working life. He's in his late 80s now, and he's still, if you asked him, he would say, I used to be an accountant. And yet it's probably probably close to 20 years since he was an accountant in full-time employment. And he loves the farm work, and that was always what he wanted to do when he retired, and he did it for a period of time, did both. But I don't think I've ever heard him say to anyone, I'm a farmer. He'll say, I live on the land. He'll say, I do things around the farm. But in his mind, the identity that he had, the self-worth to a certain extent that he had was as an accountant, which is some considerable time ago now. What she also talks about in the podcast is if we look at just that word relationship, so if we have relationships at home that are not working out, we work at them. We, we try and find out what we can do to improve those. When we go to work, we endure them. We don't necessarily look at how we can improve that relationship. We just think, well, I'm at work. I've got to work with this person. I'll try a few things, but for the most part, I'm not going to focus my energy on getting on with that person I'm just going to do the job and let them do their job and we'll just we have to work together well we will the relationships and the way we handle relationships are what she calls our dowry that we bring to work so in terms of how we set ourselves up our our characters I guess is set very early on and, and it can be things that are your culture In one of the other podcasts, we talked about being independent, relying on yourself, not expecting anyone else to give you any help, not being comfortable about asking for help, because that might mean that you're not as good as you should be, or you can't cope or whatever else it is. And if those things are cultural in terms of your upbringing then that's something that you bring to work unconsciously and we need to recognise that that's not always the appropriate relationship to have in a a work environment. She talks about the volume of messages that you get that are different, between home and between work, but that it doesn't matter because we will take home to work and we certainly will take work to home. So we have to look at how we are managing those and when she talks about relationships, it's hard for me to use the word because I don't think of relationships in a work sense. And that was something that I learnt from the podcast itself. I probably should stop talking and let herself have a few words.
1: That's all good. It's, it's also when you talk about the taking work home and bringing work to home as well and how you influence, it also depends on what sort of a family you are part of. In some cases, you're part of a big family and the family dynamic will influence the way you interact at home subconsciously. Mm -hmm. That is negative and positive. In some cases, it, it is positive where you're used to somebody jumping down your throat about something and then answering back, having that banter and difference of opinion and handling that. In other cases, some families... Some of them might feel like they have no voice because they're not allowed to speak or yep. whatever whether it's it's their perception or the reality that's irrelevant, so they might uh, subconsciously behave like that at work right mm-hmm. I guess in both cases, the most important thing is to say. I just want to now take back work home and think. At home, I might be part of a big or small family, whether it's just two of us or five of us. Are they my family? So I can be myself. I don't have to be polite. I am here at home. I can now be relaxed. I don't have to, you know, be conscious of their feelings or that because they're family. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. In, in that sense, you're kind of saying, "Well, what?" to your family when you wouldn't do that at work At work, you are considering if I'm saying something I wouldn't tell someone to just shut up I don't want to tell my brother that and you wouldn't have to think why would you do that because it really makes sense you have respect for each other and yes you have difference of opinion so sometimes you've got to learn what is the best model for the situation and how you were brought up or how what's your family dynamic might influence that, but take the best out of that, not the worst mm-hmm. and do the same from work, bring the best out of work and have what you learned about respecting each other's views, calling for help from another department, certainly wearing it on the chin when you've done something wrong and somebody pointed it out, etc. So try and, be true to yourself and not just be that person that is their job. It's you as a person, not what your title is.
0: Because if you start to try and have a persona, you'll come to a situation where you can't maintain that persona. So you've really got to be comfortable about who you are and how you're going to present. The other issue that I, I noted down was that she talks about an example where Culture becomes very important in terms of how we feel about what we're doing. And she has a woman who says, can you imagine what it was like to go into a workplace that's very busy and never have eye contact with anyone? And for us, that would be inconceivable. But for oh. a lot of cultures, that is the appropriate way to do business. You don't have eye contact with people unless you are at the same level of them in terms of, of your status or your situation. That's an extreme example, but we do need to be aware that we are working in all sorts of environments where all sorts of backgrounds come to work and are unconscious in our behaviours.
1: I think we we sort of said also we wanted to hear whether other people had some views they wanted to share and and we can put that online. But if you listen to it initially, as we said, I wasn't sure, I thought, oh, why would I want to listen to that? It's about relationship. But when you think about it and you listen to it, it does make a lot of sense and it does help.
0: The big takeaway I got from it was that we either have at work a relational system or a structural system. And what we are losing in the workplace is the structure, the hierarchy, the roles that people have, and that we are more comfortable as a species working in that environment. And if you think about it at home, that is what you do have at home. You have a structural system. You know, there are positions of power. There is a hierarchy within the family And we're not going to let Juliana talk about the hierarchy in her family because it's so complicated and convoluted that we'll just accept that there there is hierarchy in her family. But there is also relational systems and we have to look at the difference between what we talk about as the background now is is that we talk about networks. We talk about having networks. And so the example she uses in the podcast is that networking is like having loose threads. So every now and then you can grab them and you can use them when you need to and then you can Mm. let them go. But a structural system is tight knots Mm. so that you are compelled to be in that structure and work with that structure. Just the interesting way of thinking about how we work these days, what we need are boundaries and hierarchy. We might not need roles and positions and, and, and a hard structure but we certainly need boundaries and I think we do need hierarchy as well in terms of efficiency at work. Now, the last thing that she talks about in the podcast that I found was interesting is that if we look at generations of people, so she asks the group you know, how many in this group live in the same place that they grew up in or work in the same area that they grew up in and there was one in the group. And Then she asked it about their parents and there was five or six and for the grandparents, it started to be much, much more. And so she talks about, say, two generations back, they worked in a production environment. That was a, a production society of work. Mm. In their parents' time, it was a service, service-based uh, work environment. And these days, it is identity-based. So it's far more about who you are and what you're doing more so than the service that you are providing. And so we have people who will say they leave an organisation because these people don't recognise the skills that I have got. So it's all about identity. And so they go somewhere else where their skill, where they will be better valued as an individual because of what they're doing. It's the person first rather than the service that they're providing. And I think that's probably all that I got out of it. I found it very interesting. I did find that there are a lot of takeaways from it in terms of me thinking about, how work is happening these days and how work environments need to be monitored. She talks a little bit about the language that has changed and so it has become more relational in terms of the way we look at the words we use. So transparency, we go back a generation, transparency was not a word you would have thought about in the work environment because it was more based on roles and responsibilities. And now we have transparency, we have peer reviews, we have things that are more about relationships than they are about the work or the product that's being produced because we have a, a measurable quantity or a measure for those sorts of activities. So it was an interesting podcast. We'd be interested to hear your views on it as well. We thank Juliana's friend, Andrew, for referring yeah. it to us. We both listened to it and I know a number of others have listened to it as well. The, the one comment that I have had back about it was that they would have liked to have had a conclusion or some takeaways so mm. not everyone will find it as direct as perhaps we give you when we're talking to you mm. but listen to it and see what you think about the ideas that are being presented for now i'm kim bailey she's Osborne, and this is inside exec